Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nerd On Update, where we talk about the news that we are excited about in the nerd world. And then we also answer some questions from you. And we don't tell you who we are because you already know. So we're just going to get right into it. I feel like you were waiting for me to say the people. I kind of was, <laughs> actually, but that's okay. Uh, who's going to go first? Corey, uh, just real quick, Corey will not be joining us. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah. He has uh, dealing with family. Dealing really with family. Crazy he's, wait, wait. family He's essentially issues. dealing with family. He's essentially, wow. he's dealing with family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go. Uh, I'm going to start. Uh, there, I'm just going to glaze over a couple of things because so many things have happened. Um, so HBO Max is getting... Uh, exclusive streaming rights to all the Ghibli films. HBO Max being uh, the Warner Brothers home for their streaming because we're now in the third world war of all streaming services. Oh yeah. They're gearing up. Getting yeah. insane. And they're they're coming full artillery with all the fucking manga. All the You all have the this Ghibli's. well we have this. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing that happened. Another thing that happened is Okami there's going to be another game. Okami for Ooh. the un, un, uninitiated. Um, so o, the first Okami, it was like, it was okay. literally what was part of the argument for video games Wii. being an art form. Yeah, it was a Wii game. It Wii. was a Wii game. And there was like painting involved. You're playing as the the god Amaterasu, who was like a wolf. And then you're like using, yeah, you paint spells on the screen. It was super fucking cool. Gorgeous game, Beautiful gorgeous game. soundtrack. Just wonderful. And I love the shit out of that game. Mm-hmm. And they're making another one. And they just announced it That's in the last exciting. week. Is it a remake or is it a sequel? Sequel. Oh, like yeah, a, They sequel. had a 3DS game, um, but they're going to make a whole nother like, game game. I don't think it looks old enough to need one, a remake. Uh, they had a remake. They, for they a had Wii, a remaster for the, for the, for the art. Oh, oh, they? yeah. They they did a remaster. And I, didn't, I mean, like a remaster, remaster. But, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how most games are. That you got to remaster all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, but then the the big fucking Riot just slammed its junk on the table with this one. Wow. Um, so Riot is known for making League of Legends. That's okay. They've been kind of a one-trick pony. Riot Games. Um, so everyone knows them for League of Legends. That's what they do. They made esports a giant Lol. thing. Lol. They fucking crushed Dota, which is what they were directly from. Mm-hmm. The, like the easy version of Dota. Yeah. Um, so in they had like basically Riot Direct where they announced a bunch of stuff. They, for their 10th anniversary, they announced like seven new things. Wow. So there's like, I have to like. Uh, Can you imagine Riot directly? You get riots directly to you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) That's not a great. Anarchy. (laughs) So, So not only is League of Legends and Team Fight Tactics coming to mobile, but there's also a fighting game. Uh, a tactical FPS, a card game, an esports management simulator, an animated TV series, and what looks like an action RPG set in the LOL universe. An esports simulator. Simulator? Team management, like football that's management. Oh, that's simulator. Crazy. That's so <laughs> smart. Oh, wow. Some things like that have already existed, not very well but done. But on, on a big scale. Like but on this. a big scale. That's and they are like the people... best people to do that. They have their own arena. I've been to the Riot headquarters. They have an arena of their very own across the street. That's wow. so smart. Like they know exactly. Because you know doing. why? I played the UFC game, and then you're you're coaching a dude, and right. I just taught him how to punch really hard. Nice. But like, yeah, people <laughs> love when they can just create teams. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah fantasy esports teams. Whoa. Like so, yeah. they just fucking whipped it out right on that table. Wow. You can be. How are they train their employees? Okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of whipping things out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's so much has happened this week. Yeah. Uh, Anywho, that's me. 
uh, I guess Ali is uh, segueing to our shared topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Marvel, you know, small company, uh, owned by a very <laughs> yeah. small company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. up and coming. Uh, uh, they announced recently, uh, and we have a Variety article in front of us, uh, that Kevin Feige, that's how you pronounce it, Feige, and it's mm-hmm. like F and then eyeball, Guy, uh, Feige, yeah. uh, will be the new CCO, Feige. the Chief Creative Officer for Marvel, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, nope. but for Marvel proper. Oh, he used Lord. to be president wow. of Marvel Studios and the sole producer of all he Marvel will con- Cinematic Universe for movies. Continue to continue be Continuing to be those things. So he will have two <gasps> roles. Dual right. roles. Wow. So Good in charge of God. the Cinematic Universe as well as influencing the, the rest of the publication for Marvel. Because he didn't have enough so responsibilities. So that includes like comic books? Yes. Yeah, so like with Marvel that, whole. Yes. Yeah, like so, the whole thing. Uh, he's responsible Whoa. for the overall creative direction of Marvel storytelling across mediums, including publishing film, a publishing film, TV, and animation. Uh, Marvel wow. Television and Marvel Family Entertainment will be moving under the Marvel Studios banner. So remember when Agents of Shield, Agent Carter weren't getting that love because they were all in Joss's umbrella, yeah. and Feige was like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, now they're all like anything that comes into public, you know, television will all be under Feige. Yeah, and wow. I think Feige's hands on them. I think the cool thing, and just in terms of like a op-ed, in terms of an opinion, uh, this is really cool because it's the first time I think we're seeing such a like like Riot Games and a big platform push of how the visual storytelling is informing the the written stuff. Uh, yeah. So many times have we seen like. Uh, like Ultimate Universe, uh, they created Nick Fury that looked like Sam Jackson, and then so they added, you know, they created, right. they had Sam Jackson be part of the cinematic universe, and then later on, different characters would look like, you know, the movie versions of them because it would sell better. But now we're seeing like someone from the movie world aggregate into now writing stuff. Mm-hmm. Typically, a lot of comic book fans don't like this a lot of times. Yeah, um, yeah, and and that like when I first read this, there's there's definitely two sides mm-hmm. to this story. But the side that I'm on is I'm super excited for this because this is something that I've been wanting for a while, which mm. is for them to take, you know, it doesn't matter what medium you're telling the stories in, what best suits the story that you're telling. And up until this point, I mean, it's not going to end necessarily anytime soon, but you have this like, oh, it's not like it's from the comic, so it's not whatever. Now, moving forward, you have one like grand creative vision for everything, for all the comics that you're telling, for all the movies that you're telling. So they're really in like fast forward five, 10 years. There really won't be the conversation of it'll oh, just it's be the Marvel the universe. No, it's like no, it's literally the comics. <laughs> it's it's like they draw they drew Natasha Romanoff's like or you know Scarlett Johansson's likeness in the mm. book because you know, yeah. they they'll be able to do that because they can because they're telling one unified story. Mm. That's what I want out of this. And like, and like I want your opinion on this. Like in a world where me as in Tom, it's hard. You as in Tom in a world for for all the audio only listeners, which we don't have video for this. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I pulled We're all later. losing it a little yeah, bit. A little bit. It's fine. Uh, but for, comics can be difficult to get into. We always have, like, when I come to you, like, what's the easy way to get into this? What's the easy way to get into this? And that's never, that doesn't always work. You know, it doesn't necessarily, like, you might pick up the book, but you don't really get into it. And, like, what's your take on how this will affect comics and, like, getting into comics and people reading more comics? If it's the implications that you kind of mentioned, I'm a little worried. I'm I'm a little. It's just, this is going to sound alarmist. If if mm-hmm. if people do start getting the likenesses of purely the the cine, the yeah. cinematic right. viewpoints, it starts it, to get into that world. I'm so <coughs> sorry, but it starts to get into that Tom. world of you remember those books that used to come out for movies. Mm-hmm. I, maybe they still do that. Yeah, where like I'm afraid like that it'll prologue. start. It'll start going into where it's like, oh, it's this movie, but it's a book form. Yeah, 
Uh, well, I, I, no, to, for me, it gets worrisome because uh, Walking Dead, you read Walking Dead, yeah. I think hopefully maybe before you started watching it. Yes. You didn't imagine Andrew Lincoln as Rick, Rick, Rick Grimes. No. But seeing that the artist gets that liberty, the director gets a liberty to cast whoever they want, like now, I mean, to that point, like Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Well, like in that sense, sometimes you're cutting off the, the potential randomness that, what if Black Widow's black? Well, it's like, uh, how do you do your female Thor? You know, that whole thing where it's like, that's that hap- that's happening in the comics. Now it's going to happen in the movies. Yeah. And then but you like, don't get to experiment, quote unquote, well, with that. Like, or and, do you? And so like Jane Foster, when she turns into Thor in the comic books, she dons blonde hair and mm-hmm. she gets black lipstick. She looks badass. Will Natalie Portman have blonde hair and black lipstick? Probably not. Yeah. Like you don't know. And that's kind of the, the fun thing. Maybe. Again, it'd be cool. There's the randomness again, where you, you can live in the liberties of like, I like to see what they do with the character um, because mm. you don't know how it's going to look in live action. Um, I, I do want to just mention a little bit of the uh, the sem- uh, semantics of like the chopping block. So Dan Buckley uh, will remain president of Marvel Entertainment. He runs over all the publishing operations, sales, creative th- services, games. So Marvel mm-hmm. Spider-Man won't be touched by Kevin Feige yeah. mm. for better or for worse. I mean, I like the first game, but like imagine what you know, works that can be done with that. Square Enix's Marvel game, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and he reports uh, to um, those of uh, Ike Permuter. And then uh, Joel Casada, Joe Casada, who was actually in charge of like what we consider now in terms of the current age of the Avengers and the, X, not the X-Men, but like he kind of reset everything. There's a lot of different, kind of did like what Infinite Crisis did for DC. He took everything back to status quo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool, this is the team. There's too many Avengers teams. There's too many X-Men teams. Yeah. Let's bring it all down to one. Bring it back. And then let's kind of just do this new fleshed out thing. But they kept all the stories. Um, and he will still report to uh, Buckley. So there is this chopping block of like, there are certain people who are still doing their things, but kind of Feige will- So ultimately they're the, they're the experts in their field or whatever. Yeah. And then, but I mean, Kevin Feige will still have his touch. And I think one thing I, I could look forward to is the fact that Feige- I, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt of uh, he strives for excellence. Mm-hmm. Whether the storytelling becomes homogenized, which is my main worry, yeah. is that like everything's just going to feel like the feel movie. The same. Um, where like we don't get stories like Legion, you know, on, on FX where like it's a yeah. weird like trip show. Um, but now, I'd like to hope that's not the case and that he wants he wants to be able to experiment with his stories. Yeah, I mean, like, again, this sounds alarmist, like, Power corrupts, absolute power That's corrupts, thing, absolutely, yeah. right? And so it's like, will Feige just kind of permeate through the entire thing, or will he just demand excellence from everyone else? Will he die a hero or live long enough to see the yeah. himself become and so, <laughs> I mean, like, seeing where it goes, and, like, I think uh, there is importance for the people who are entry-level comic book fans who want to start reading new things, and it's like, okay, where to start with? I mean, like, they do that a lot of the times with new movies. They'll have, like, a new run of Black Widow where you can start off with. They'll have, like, a zero issue, typically. And they might still do that. I mean, it doesn't mean that's off the table. It just means, I feel like, I, I feel like Kevin won't... And it's weird. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yes, I'm a fanboy. Yeah, Marvel fanboy. But like, I mean, you call him by his first name. But he, I mean, well, he, I mean, me and Kev are. Like, I'm a big fan of like, guys. show me the pudding. Hmm. I've never heard that before. It's that's, like that's I made that for him. Okay, I was like freaking my milk wow. out a little bit. Um, but I mean, yeah, to me, it's in the pudding. I like I like any type of shakeups. I like new new things to happen because that allows us to see if it works or not. Like when Jeff Johns was brought in to be like the leader of the DCEU uh, for their cinematic universe, it's like. Cool, let's see what happens. Doesn't work out that well. Doesn't work that well. Mm-hmm. But now he's show running Stargirl, which was his own created character. And we'll see how that show goes. It, on, I mean, on it's Titan. clearly something that like started as a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just not like we're opening we're opening job position for this. Comply. No, it's like this is clearly a conversation that Kevin Feige and X person had 
over a course of a while. I mean, that's it, like, hey, you're making us like billions of dollars. Let's- and I, I think also it helps in terms of like he becomes the face. You know, like right. people, I don't think he says a lot of wrong things. And I think during press junkets, like he said, you know, he says the fa- the the future of Marvel is female, and so like people yeah. will stand behind those kind of great I- like ideals. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting. Yeah, to we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. Josh, we shall see. So my news is that this week, Ghostbusters twenty twenty finished filming, and that's I, fun. And I, I have to say, I'm very, very excited about this because I love Ghostbusters. It was probably, I think I talked about it in our Tree of Nerddom. Mm-hmm. Ghostbusters was my thing when I was a kid. I love Kate Zan. Um, huh? <laughs> I was mentioning the the all female oh, yeah. version. Um, what I think is interesting is like the director has gone on to say that it's going to be a love letter to the originals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a direct sequel to hmm. Ghostbusters Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I am excited to see like um, some of the returning cast, like Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Bill Annie Murray. Potts. Um, is Bill I Murray am, on it? That's I so, yeah. read okay. that he has confirmed that he was going to be there because okay. um, many of the returning did not want to come back if not everybody could. Yeah. I mean, but it's sad that we won't see Rick Moranis. I mean, yeah. but I, I respect him in a sense that what he did was he committed himself to retiring to take care of his kids. Um, and that and, was and in the Yeah, in the we'll 90s. miss him. But I'm hoping that the movie is a, is a bit more than just a love letter. Yeah. Like it should be a love letter, but I, I hope that they, I'm sure, I hope, he's what? aiming to make it like a good, modern, well-told story. From what, yeah. I, from what I was told, because, you know, people talk to me up in those things. Yeah, you know, all It's the all time. just hearsay. Uh, the director didn't want to do it because it's the director's, the original director's son. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to do the story unless he actually had a story that he can tell. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they had many scripts. Yeah. And a lot of the backlash for the uh, the all-female cast one was that it felt like it didn't honor a lot of the original one. Yeah. Even though, like, the original cast has nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. Um, but I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, especially when you have a, a generational gap between the original viewers and the people who watched it along the way. Yeah. So I'm excited about some of the new cast, like Paul Rudd, uh, Finn Wolfhard will don the Ghostbuster. He's, um, yeah. he's in everything. Um, mm-hmm. But McKenna Grace, uh, she is really quite a fantastic um, child actress. That I She was in a movie with... Um, I feel like you've mentioned her before on our I show. I have, but she was, she was in a movie... Why can't I remember the... Oh, Chris Evans. Um, wow. She was in a movie with him where... Um, she was just so good. And I remember walking away from that movie going, wow, she's really good. And she's she's a child. A um, child. She's, she's in a, Gifted. Yeah, Gifted. Oh. There it was. That was a really fantastic movie. Um, it'll make your heartstrings strum. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's my news. I'm just excited. Yeah. Um, Heck yeah. That's Heck awesome. yeah. Wrap down um, principle. Fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next our part. next section is we answer questions from the audience. And if you are a member of the Nerd On Nation, you get priority or a fast well, pass. Pass fast. Pass fast. Pass fast. Pass fast. Pass fast. I'm never going to get it. But you can or ask, you just get to the front of the line. You can ask questions like Dana P asks, what is your Shout favorite out. pumpkin flavored snack slash drink Ooh. at Trader Joe's? Oh man, we just lost Ollie. DJ's. I gotta think about this. TJ's specific. Oh, I, I have TJ's to be. I have to be <laughs> Trader Joe's. That's yeah. his pet name for it. Yeah, go to CJ's. Carl's Jr. I haven't tried much of their their pumpkin flavored stuff. I I've never. 
I'm going to sound like such a grump. I've never been a fan of like pumpkin flavored stuff, except I think the door I think TJ's in... has, um, now I'm going to call it TJ's. <laughs> no. Um, <See? laughs> LA baby. Um, you got to go to McD's and Dubs or I think BK's. they have like kind of like a snickerdoodle kind of like a pumpkin flavor. I don't, I don't know. I tried one the other day at, while I was there. Mm-hmm. You didn't like it? No, it was good. I, that's oh, you my, liked it? That was the wrap was up a revelation. Okay, yeah. okay, great. It was super good. But I tend to like the stuff like, okay, like pumpkin pie. I really like pumpkin pie. I just haven't gotten into like pumpkin spice or That's stuff fine. like that. I mean, can I, can I see? most yeah. pumpkin spice stuff does not contain pumpkin is the thing. No, that it's just nobody realizes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it's the spices. That is what makes it. This yeah. is a snack slash drink. So you don't have to do. And this is neither here nor there, but. That's the difference between Starbucks's pumpkin spice latte and pizza's pumpkin spice latte. Neither pizza's here nor there. Tastes like do you pumpkin. Have, do you have an answer? I don't have an answer. We're going to explain the, the, the dichotomy of all pumpkin spice shit. Hey, you know, this is an important topic. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go because I have It's an, holiday season in Los Angeles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go because I have an answer. It's pie. It's fucking pumpkin pie. That's it. Done. I would, I would go with pie just because I can't think of a specific um, Thanksgiving snack or pumpkin spice snack. Sorry. It's just uh, pumpkin. Add Pum- Trader Joe's. I feel but like I, I had pumpkin. some kind pie. of pumpkin spice beer from Trader Joe's before that was good. I might have also had. I don't know if you could only get it at Trader Joe's. You might be able to get it everywhere. Like right, Shocktober. but I had it from <laughs> Trader Joe's. But I think, Joe's. I think this question is in the spirit of like the Trader Joe brand I, stuff. I really like the oxygen there. You know, I can get it anywhere, mm, but now it's real good. Trader it's just Joe's extra oxygen. clean, extra organic. Yeah. I'll there. say whatever pumpkin spice cookie they have because it's probably oh, like, yeah. cookies are pretty dope. Cookies are a safe bet, especially from Trader Joe's. Pepperidge Farm muffins. Muffins are good. Tend to be I've never had good. Do they sell muffins. muffins like ready to go? Yeah, they do have okay. muffins. Do you want to know the easiest pumpkin muffin recipe you can possibly make? No, but I guess we're going to find Tell out. Me. Yes, you are. Can of pumpkin, cake mix. Mix them together, bake it. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's <laughs> actually really crazy. Just like white cake? I'm sorry, I'm going to do it. Yellow My cake. roommate, yep. shout out to Rashid, just made that. He made really? he used cake batter and pumpkin to make a cookie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh. What? Yeah, and it was like super soft. And even though it yeah, was like a cookie, they're delicious. he lifted it out for like a day old. Mm-hmm. And like it's still just cr- like broken my hand. I'm like whoa, because it's cake batter. <laughs> yeah, I was like this is not cookie dope. batter. They're nice. delicious. All right, next question. Dumb. Next question. This is a sweet one. Comes from Mitchell G. That wasn't a sweet one. He's that was so sweet. Okay. I met my amazing girlfriend of a few years in October. Our first date was on a haunted trail. What is your best first date stories? Yours or others? Oh, I have a good one. Must be nice. Tell it. Tell it now. Tell right it. now. Uh, it uh, was uh, the date with my uh, with my daughter. college girlfriend. Um, and it was like, we were in a, we were just like, we would hang out as a group. Like every Friday night, we would go to a, um, this restaurant, Old Chicago. Shout out to Old Chicago. Great restaurant in the Midwest. If you haven't gone, go. Um, amazing pizza nachos. Do it. You're pointing at nothing. I'm pointing at nothing. I don't care. It's my manner. Everyone at home listening, he's pointing at stuff. <laughs> I'm pointing at the window. Uh, so go there, do that, and I forgot the rest of what I was going to say. Wow. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> always do. Wow. What was I saying? What was I talking about? It's crazy. Uh, first, date. first date story? That's right. First date story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude. I need more coffee. Okay. Uh, first date story. So yeah, so uh, we had been hanging out as a group, and then uh, one of those nights we just happened to like talk a lot more while other people were playing uh, billiards and all that, and then... Um, we ended up going on a date and our first date was going to be like, Hey, let's get like a cup of coffee and walk around. And it was, uh, and it was like towards the end of the night getting dark Hell yeah! and it was starting to rain. Hell yeah. So we had, we got coffee and then we walked back to her place Hell in yeah. the rain Hell yeah! and 
we we stopped at the porch and it was raining Hell and we yeah. had our first kids like on the porch like Aww. raining it was like the weird the most picturesque i wanna go next to you like if i <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking helen kumar yeah <laughs> so that was that was my big like rom- the most romantic like not the most romantic but in the pretty rain romantic. nice first fucking date yeah, yeah. Great, great first date and you were like hanging from the roof with yeah. your spider web. And I, and I did well, very well. Indeed. Nice. 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 Yeah. I did well. Laugh better. Hell yeah. <laughs> like he had what? like a, you had like so, like a scorecard, like, all right, the delivery of that could have been better. Or <laughs> I think about wow. things way too much. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. Tom? No, go ahead. I don't have one. You don't have a good None first date? None of my first date stories are good. They're bad. Sad. <laughs> and you don't know of any other good ones? No. I don't Maybe I friends? literally don't know well, of any good first dates. But your friend Elise. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh there now was now I know one. There was wet and some kissing happened <laughs> on a porch. That's the story. It's <laughs> the difference between it's me great. giving the story and Tom giving the story. Uh Josh, you go then. Um I actually um I don't have any like specific uh, first date stories. I know like when I was living in San Diego, a really great first date location or to take somebody to was um, Sunset Cliffs. Um, And if you could time it where it's during a not it's during a season where there isn't a lot of fog where you get the sunset that is just and then you've got the ocean and all this kind of stuff. I mean, Bonnie and I's first date, we um, we didn't have a traditional First date, we kind of um, please explain. No, we, uh, for, 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 oh, here we go. Think for the think about the kids though. Our first <laughs> date about the kids. actually was after something, and we went. We should probably have a date, and we went and saw a movie. Yeah. Okay, and that's it. We saw Kick Ass. Dope. <laughs> Dope. For the kids, wow. for the kids, keep for the kids, for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. Wait, for the kids. Hold on, keep for the kids. You guys were playing <laughs> and Monopoly. I will say, in like uh, four months, we will be together ten years. Oh, must be nice. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> oh, and next month, married seven. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. Um, in, in a little bit of the same vein of Kaylin, I'm like, I'm kind of thinking of like in terms of first dates. A lot of them have been like really kind of weird. Not like yep. weird, but like most of my like quote unquote most significant relationships have been like just, hey, we've known each other and then now we're somehow making mm-hmm. out or we're doing the do. Yep. And then, but it's like in terms of actual dates, it's weird because it's like what I consider a date if it's someone that I just knew for a long time and then we just hung out all day and it was just like that was our thing and it was like emotions happened or not. Yeah. But then it's like, uh, I don't know because they were always in that weird gray area because, you know, I'm stuck in that stupid millennials don't know how to do shit you know, generation. Um, but in terms of like an actual, actual first date that I could think of that was like dope, um, would probably be, and it's with a really not great person that I don't want to think about, but I would say for me, since it's a nerd show and this is fucking, you know, hey, the podcast Just didn't like need that. but deserve. Uh-huh. Just we like that. fucking, uh, didn't do that, but we watched all of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight movies nice. in one sitting. Wow! Because uh, she had never watched it, and I was like, "Hey, you should probably just come by." Because we've been thinking about because like, like we I'd always make fun of her because she didn't watch it. Then I was like, "Well, we'll come spend some time, and we we'll, you know, blah, blah blah, get to know each other better." And then she's like, "I'll bring pizza." I was like, "Fucking, I'm in." Perfect woman. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. So, the perfect woman. She's gonna bring pizza for you guys to watch Batman. You know what? You want to know the kicker, Ollie? 
she got me into Destiny. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, what's her name? <laughs> no, no, no. 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 <laughs> but no, we watched all of the Dark Knight movies, <laughs> and after every one, uh, I would kind of just explain a little bit more about them or blah blah, blah how, how things happened. Yeah, but it was like she got to you know tell me inform me about her life and things like that. But it was just kind of like cool, kind of like because we had this shared experience thing, right? Right. right. And I was kind of like the most like benign story I think I could tell for the kids. That's know? that's sweet for the kids. For it's the kids. sweet. <laughs> yeah. Pizza, kids. Batman, and Destiny. I will say nice. that I Sounds almost like a perfect date. pooed my pants. Jesus Christ. <laughs> on a first date once. Wow. Next question. Yeah. For another <laughs> Next day. one. Next. So actually, this came in from a new uh, a new person. Uh, and I'm sorry if I butcher your name, but it's Noe No S. N-O-E. Let's go with, let's go with no, Noe. Noe? Sure. All right. I'm sorry. Let us know in the com- yes, comments. Yes, please. Let us know. Uh, Don't do that. I was listening to the Nerd On update dated 10 11 19 when I noticed Caitlin was not a fan of Lois Lane being called thirsty in the latest Justice League film. This got me to thinking about how the crew discusses female characters and how they are treated in films. My question is would the Nerd On crew ever consider using the Beckdale test in future discussions/slash reviews of films shows? Question mark. The thought just came to mind because of how well the crew reviews and films some of the other point counterpoint discussions that take place. Hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody I, here is familiar. So I'll read it for the uncultured. Uh, the Bechdel test, also known as the Bechdel-Wallace test, is a measure of the representation of women in fiction. Mm-hmm. It asks whether a work features at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man. A, a man. The thirsty one. Um, there's a requirement that the two women must be named is sometimes added. About half the time, uh, all films meet this criteria, according to the user-edited databases and the media industry press. Passing or failing the test is not necessarily indicative of how well women are represented in any specific work. Rather, the test is used as an indicator for active presence of women in the entire field of film and other fiction. And to call attention to gender inequality in fiction, media industry studies indicate that films that pass the test financially outperform those who do not. Uh, The test uh, is named after the American cartoonist, Alison Bechtel, whose comic strip Dykes to Watch Out For. The test first appeared in 1985. Bechtel credited the idea to her friend Liz Wallace and the writings of Virginia Woolf. After the test became more widely discussed in 2000s, a number of variant tests inspired it emerged. Um... So I'm a fan of that. So the 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 question asks uh, from uh, the, per, the 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 person who we can't for sure guarantee the pronunciation, the name of Noe or No, uh, is do we would we ever consider using it in in an episode? Yes. I uh, I was. It kind of sounds like it's kind of a bigger. I feel like it's just. I. I th- we all kind know. of have a different, I, I, I think, idea about it. I mean, we actually have had a uh, when we so pulling the curtain back. We mm-hmm. we we discuss how we want to curate episodes. We plan out like months in advance. And I remember one of the first few times when we were uh, planning out months in advance, we wanted to do women in film, and we we're thinking about women in video games or women mm-hmm. in blah blah, blah. Um, whatever it might be, whatever uh, art or medium. And uh, that conversation itself, you know, is tied inside this bigger concept. And I think. Using the Bechdel test in in part of our show would make the show a little too sat or too heavy. Um, there's a lot I think that the Bechdel test demands us to discuss, and That's I true. I like the ideology that it raises questions and concerns. I think in sense 
it's gives it should give us a good view and filter, and I think we kind of do a good job yeah. of that already. Um, but it's kind of a personal reference point. Yeah, I mean, I would love to try to do an episode in my mind. You know, this is all just uh, popcorn ideas. Uh, in my mind, I would want to do an episode like called the Bechdel Test episode, and we right. just take like twenty five films, and then we all just kind of just shotgun and be like, yes, no, and then how did it work? How did it not work? Um, I do like the ideology of like, uh, does it work? Does it not work? Because I mean, I think Justice League for one specific thing, I will credit it because of the guy who took over for the last few parts of shooting. And that's, I think, his fault. Mm -hmm. um, because I don't think that, because that's typically, it's weird. The, and I don't say well, it's weird, but. Those scenes are re the reshot re scenes. Yeah, right. and but it's specifically the one that you were talking about. But the thing is, like, I'm not going around the bush. Josh Whedon has been credited so many times that he knows mm -hmm. how to write women, but so many times he writes it so wrong. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. To me, I think those are strokes of a misguided genius. I'm starting to think it's like accidental, accidentally doing it right. Yeah, happy right. accidents. Yeah. And to me, it's like, it's kind of a byproduct because you have more than one female character in your yeah. thing. Like he's intending to do it. Yeah. But when he does it right, that's the that's the fluke. Because I'll also use another prism to look at Avengers films. Mm -hmm. Typically, you have Black Widow and she doesn't talk to other females that too often unless it's like, I'm here to help you out and that's it. Yeah. Um, and she, the thing is, her subject matter, she's never talking about a man at all. There's never been really a romantic interest. And I've said it out loud, the Bruce Banner, Scarlet, or the the Natasha Romanoff romance to me is the worst romance I've ever seen on like live, TV, live action because it's like... <laughs> the one with that and her and Hulk? <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, you're, in a, you're in a towel? Uh, okay, that's it. Yeah. And that's the, yep. that's it. And it's like, but her character is great because she doesn't need to be tied down to those things. So it kind of, again, serves that Bechdel test in that sense where it's like she never does talk about a man. Yeah. Um, but, like, she doesn't really do a lot of discussion with another woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, to to get to the question of, like, would we do Bechdel tests in future discussions reviews, I also, like, personally, I see a weird um, gender issue with that since there are so many people that go outside of just, like, by... Like there's male mm -hmm. and there's female. Oh, you're talking about like gender fluidity. Gender or? fluidity, like oh, transgender. Yeah, I feel like including the Bechtel test and everything would then like. Well, even before that, it's sort of like the thing I love about our issue. show is that it's like I think we strive for gender equality, and right. so to me, pointing out the Bechtel test might be counterintuitive. Right. And like, okay, well, pointing out there's a flaw. Do, is doing this flaw an episode being fixed, as opposed to just celebrating when it's done right. Right, Kinda. just just doing a full episode on it, I think, is definitely something that's to something. do down the road. Oh, 100%. That's, that's what yeah. Tom was saying. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but not for not for every episode for or, like or making the segment it a of, well, consistent part of the show. It starts to be coming to the point where we become cinemasins. Right. We're just like, oh, checkbox, oh, checkbox. And it's like, did he right. do it? Did they not do it? Does, yeah. it, does, does she have a name? Did but they talk I, about some other than the man? Well, then, I mean, they, there's, they there are other quote, I like you said in the description of it that you read, um, it's inspired other tests that mm -hmm. do tests like gender and fiction right? or like sexuality or race and stuff like that that are slightly the... Yeah. Because we still want to do our women in film yeah, like episode. Itself. I think also when we talk about film, we talk about other forms of art, it's kind of like, again, we're not looking for a checklist because like for me, and I think in if you want to go back to listen to the Joker episode, not a pure spoiler of the episode, but like it raised questions about mental illness in certain ways and whether you're on one side of the field of like how they portrayed it. Um, most other films are afraid to talk about it at all. Right. Yeah. Um, and I well, think, and didn't Joker actually fail the Bechdel test? Uh, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's like only there three women in it. And none of them talk to each other. One of them's imaginary for half. Yeah. 
no, yeah. no, no spoilers. No, God, no, I just said no spoilers. Sorry. Sorry. Um, but uh, that's what I was saying. It's like there was certain films like, like if the film's not even about women at all, but then they have two women who are talking and discussing each other. And again, you can you can battery test it with other types of tests, but it's like if they have something in that sense where it's like it doesn't feel like a checkbox, but they're actually just bringing up the subject matter of it. It's kind of like in a good graces of our own eyes a little bit, but like it's not going to be highly scrutinized if it fails or blah, blah, blah against it. But if it starts bringing up those things where it's like, you know, like I think a good film that uh, highlights that is like Booksmart probably. Yeah. Um, yes. So it's, it's things like that where it's like, you know, oh, it wasn't uh, gripping or it wasn't like super intense, but it's like, but it. But it's, some, it's something good to keep in mind yeah. for like, yeah, when we like, I didn't think, I didn't know this exists. Mm -hmm. So. It will be in my mind. It can be a reference point. Yeah, it'll be right. reference point. Like, hey, the female character did nothing but like pine over the lost love. Yeah, you know, like that. That's something that consciously we can bring up for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, I think it's a good thing to bring up. But uh, I mean, Kaylin, in terms of uh, your comments of uh, not liking the thirsty Lois Lane, I mean, have do, have you felt like you've been using the Bechdel test in your mind in some senses at all? Yeah, or? actually, a lot. <laughs> okay. Like for for a lot of movies, whether or not I talk about it is is a, another thing. But it's a lens that you unconsciously have all the time. Not very consciously. Oh, it's not a it's not an unconscious conscious. It's definitely conscious. Interesting. Uh, mainly just because like I'm a woman. I'm okay. I'm looking for my own representation when I watch movies, and if yeah. I don't find it, I'm gonna be like, all right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's almost as if half the humans are female. Or huh. more. No, there's, there's more. Crazy. Well, Crazy. For, like, I only ask that because for me, like, when I think about writing in terms of, like, character development, that's an unconscious thing from my mind. Like, I don't consciously be like, okay, what's his, what's his thesis? What's his answer to thesis? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, like, I'm not asking those questions where, like, is it conscious? Like, is this this test? You know, versus, like, how, is it, how are they represent? I'm not thinking right. in the terms of Bechtel test specifically. Mm -hmm. It's more of just, like, how well does this represent day-to-day -day life as a human being? Mm -hmm. And if half of the cast is not female, then... No, and realistic. I'm not, and even then, I don't want it to feel so forced. That's like it's fifty-fifty split. There's going to be occasions where it doesn't make sense, right? But there's some movies that are super, but, super dudes all the day, right. every day, and I'm just like, mm. I mean, and that's interesting too, because I mean, we, part of our update, we just talked about the Ghostbuster film with all fe all the all women cast, and then we, we could talk about Ocean's Eight, and those both underperformed. Yeah. yeah, you know, and like I guarantee they probably passed the Bechdel test, right? In right. That, in the very limited sense they had, but like, well, and that's all the more reason of why I'm like the Bechdel test doesn't necessarily work. It's a good guideline, but it's not the guideline, end all be rule, right? Yeah. And even then, once we you know surpass Bechdel test, it'll be gender identity or even like, even race. Ghostbusters right. three you know. will probably fail it. Yeah, I mean, we'll I mean we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but we I mean, know. like, and that's, there's a different thing. It's like, is it is it a woman who's who's uh, LGBTQ? Is a woman of race? A woman, you know, all those things. And yeah. this is why it will be a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but for cool. now, I was very excited that we were able to make. I pulled up this image, our our June 2019 available episodes from our July newsletter. Lots of strong ladies. A lot of strong ladies. Yeah. Um. But thanks for the 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 discussion point. Yes, yeah. we appreciate. All the questions that come in, if you would like to submit your question, you can send it to questions at nerdon.tv. Like I said, if you are a member of the Nerdon Nation, you actually get a, please fill in the blank, fast pass. Pass. Pass, pass fast. Just flip it. Yeah. We don't have to name it. Too late. We already did. <laughs> you get a coupon. name has been forced upon me. You get a anyway, coupon in the mail. Thank you so much, you uh, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, please check out, if you are new to Nerdon, check out our website, nerdon.tv, making it easy. And please share us with your friends, your family, and stop by and rate and review. That stuff does help us. A lot, actually. A lot. Um, but, yeah. 
You know the drill. As always, Nerd On! Nerd on.